yeah we're back in the <coughs> building so um just a quick update on what we've been up to anyway i think ld what you've been up to anything good no i had a cold okay so yeah well that comes out ld so anyway so this um obviously everybody knows um not everybody knows but uh, i think most people should be aware october is um breast cancer month right so in lagos the theme is that um you know october is pink and on saturday i was uh, if anybody followed us on instagram you see that i was on the drug with them brecan which is the breast cancer of um, organization for nigeria i believe and we walked from um, essentially the lucky link bridge to um the um oba legoshi's palace mm -hmm. and it was pretty cool as in usually number one i haven't walked out in years so jogging that kind of mileage was pretty good for me and really it was actually really effective because as we're going now you really have all these walks we had like a convoy like in front of the ambulance at the back and somebody on the speakers and you know people Nigerian people coming out looking to see who's playing music and they're singing and that there were people like you know kind of stopped and were like ah what is this then you know to that breast cancer and say ah, you know men get breast cancer so, well ah, man they get breast cancer too and so people were actually being educated so this wasn't just like a vanity type thing as in actually saw people actually learning for the first time like you know, like men can get breast cancer too and all sorts of different things along those lines so it was really rewarding and um not to talk of the physical exercise i got and that cool part of it too is well not cool part because it became like a charity within a charity there was this young woman who like essentially she, she sees no korodu and she takes kids from um, homeless kids you know abandoned kids she had like 10 of them yeah there were 10 of them and she like brought them together dancing and all that kind of stuff and they kind of when we go to the other palace put the performance and the woman was like you know she these kids don't go to school which was like wow like we are here for breast cancer but it's a lot of another like you know cause right here and this is just a young lady that you know god bless her heart these are like the real heroes where you could tell she doesn't have much herself but she has you know just taken these kids off the street told them to dance and you know she's just managing to feed them just because she has that thing in her heart but these kids don't go to school so there and then you know i think i'm the same for the first time i think um she said she needs about four hundred thousand naira to send all of them to school with like that government school and that's not like that's like throughout their whole school to um i think out of um, secondary school so it's kind of i think i'm pretty much going to put some money into that course and you know um friend of the show Nigerian nomad was out there also because it's her mommy's thing <clears throat> yeah so she was a part of it also i think i'm pretty much interested in really kind of you know because a lot of times we think we need a certain amount of money or we need a certain rich a certain status for us to contribute and you know make uh changes but sometimes it's kind of what we need to do just you know help one person put a little money here a little money there and um you know pay it forward because as bad as you think you have it you know sometimes you have to recognize the privilege that you have and just by the virtue of being born to a certain family virtue of being born in such a country you know so not you don't have to be done good days um picking or you know tell the last kid to to acknowledge that you have some kind of privilege no matter how small it is and try and pay it forward because you know sometimes 
you know, we are just a virtual, you know, I know we like to pray and all that kind of stuff, but sometimes it's really chance, really luck. And we, we not much as people say, we work hard and everything. You cannot forget that element about, you know, just the favor and chance and luck and whatever you want to ascribe to it. Yeah, so that was Saturday. And I guess it was a really holistic experience for me. <laughs> it's just amazing to see you go on. Like, it's the first time you're doing anything for cancer. No, I've, I've um, in 2014 or 2015, I also did a jog for um, cancer awareness also. So even that one wasn't funnier because we jogged from the Lekki Link Bridge. We went down um, Ikoi, climbed Falamore Bridge, and we ended up at the Morion Collars Park. Right? But the problem with that time, I wore the wrong shoes and I got blisters at the end of it. So no, not my first time. Um, you know, doing the job for cancer thing, but you know, this was just I saw it more effective this time where we're going on and people actually listening and being surprised by the information. And like I said, go like a charity within a charity after learning about these kids and you know, they came out for this cancer thing and you know, they and the shocking part was like they're not going to school and I'm like, that is not right. Um, so hopefully, we're going to contribute to that cause and get these kids in school. I mean, like, yeah, so like I mentioned, it's Niger Nomad's um, mommy's baby because she's a breast cancer survivor. There's also another su- survivor in their family, but I don't think the person's going to like me putting it out there. But, you know, every little thing that we can do for cancer really goes a long way. I myself, I have <coughs> friends who have had cancer and survived. My granddad died from cancer. My grandma died from cancer. So I know that this is really something that we need to kick out and like we always say 90% of time early detection is key once you detect it early enough you're already halfway there of course there's sometimes when the cancer no matter how early it is is one of it's just one of those ones but yeah so I feel like people should try and support these foundations especially when you've researched into them and you know that they're actually doing the right thing they're educating people correctly there and you know in nigeria the situation is actually even worse because in nigeria from because the first time i actually did anything for brecon was sometime last year when i went to undo states they were celebrating 20 years in the business and i found out that the situation in nigeria is actually very bad there's only one working um one working i can't remember what it's called right now but it's used in the treatment of cancer and it's in benin so you can imagine how many people have to go to benin to get treated obviously since that's the only one that is working you can imagine that there is a long list so people are dying sometimes waiting for their turn to come so in nigeria the situation is even worse sometimes doctors can't even detect that it's cancer i remember a friend of mine who had cancer and didn't know he had cancer because the doctors were telling him he just had he had something else and they were going to operate on him but you know for some reason his parents just changed their minds and they're like let's go to england for a second opinion and then they find out that he has cancer and the doctors in england said that if they had operated on him in nigeria he would have died so the situation is even worse in this country because first of all doctors are I don't know if it's that they're not i don't want to say that they're not trained but 
the equipment needed are not available sometimes i mean even i myself i tried to get regular checks and i remember the last time i went to the hospital and i told the doctor to check me and she said have you felt any lump and i'm like no then she's like so go home why are you here you know so we need to be more aggressive about educating people making sure that doctors do the right thing double checking and it's just because cancer really is i feel like people are even more scared about cancer now than AIDS or hiv because it feels like there's no going back it's almost like a death sentence sometimes so do what you can we still have three more days in the month of october so go out there donate do something all right so we're gonna make a hard left so um you're the young in here you know yeah into the culture you know so can you educate thank god you know you're old yeah <coughs> can, you, can you educate your uncle so what still is you're not my uncle can you educate uncle source what still is you're not my uncle anyway repeat, so i'm going you, to educate, educate my listeners what about still what still is anybody care about source so still simply means star boy tiwa savage everywhere apparently in quotes that's what people use it um but the thing is if you're on twitter long enough and i would think wait, wait, that again. star boy tiwa everywhere star boy tiwa everywhere okay but Right. so calm down that's what people are assuming okay so if you are on twitter long enough and you would think that source would know this already because source literally lives and dies on twitter whiskey had actually been using the word stew for a while he would write something and he'd be like oh stew and apparently it was someone in whiskey's camp you know how like all these artists always just have people around them right so the person would be like so you know how you say sauce the person would be like stew and everything it was like when they say oh i have the sauce yes exactly so, so saying, i have the sauce i have the stew, stew exactly right. with the atarodo sign so it was somebody in whiskey's camp who started saying it right and then whiskey tweeted it one day when he was talking about something but no one really like paid attention to it obviously i mean a couple of you know what's funny one thing i social media is amazing because it's amazing how people will find something that was put up four years ago i don't know how they do yeah, it they have a lot of time scrolling it down that scrolling crazy. down that uh, yes. timeline like something comes up and somebody will just bring something out from five years ago when somebody first said something so you know whiskey had done it and somebody else had done it so the internet never forgets exactly so pretty much it had been around for a while between whiskey and his people then this music something now came out and everybody's just like you know what still means star boy and tiwa savage everywhere and i was listening to the radio during the week and somebody said this is the name of the person that started stew because apparently in lagos people never get props for like slangs that come up so who started stew? i said it already i said somebody okay. in whiskey's camp right. used to say stew okay as in instead of so, source, so was like the person stew. complaining on the, on the radio no the person wasn't complaining like the radio host right. was like let's give props to who props is due because they feel like sometimes slangs like how olamide will just come up with something you know what i'm saying and it's probably something that i'd be saying in bariga but nobody will ever be like oh this was they will say olamide created the jigger what i'm saying yeah. so pretty much it was somebody that whiskey used to roll around with well still rolls around it so it's not like the same thing i was recording okay. so anyway um the video we're talking about is the tiwa savage um i guess tiwa savage starred in the whiskey the video right because she doesn't have any vocals on the yeah. song right and i guess they were being very um friendly and frolicking and you know 
all up in their grills together i guess kind of following the rumor that they are dating or is even dating or just um fuck buddies yeah what you said okay yeah we're listening yeah so um so so what do you think do you think is they are trolling us do you think they're just um they're really together and they're just putting their love on display i feel like it's a little bit of both here's why i feel like from a marketing perspective it was dynamite pr like yeah exactly that's where i'm going so i remember i was discussing with people where i went to do my nails and person said it's ironic how so it's true and people are gossiping in the nail shop yeah we be gossiping man so someone was like it's <laughs> ironic how nobody really liked this song but then the video came out and boom it's being played on the radios it's being played everywhere i feel like this was whoever thought of this or if it was whiskey and tiwa that thought about it themselves they are geniuses i i feel like i need to now learn from these people because from a marketing pr standpoint it was crazy they were trending for hours in fact the day that the video dropped was drake's birthday and nigerian twitter forgot that it was drake's birthday it was literally tiwa whiskey memes of um t bills looking stunned and again the internet never forgets people putting up videos like somebody that did like an edit of a video where tbu says whiskey is my boy he would never and then they would put a video of like mm-hmm. tiwa and whiskey you know do. but i feel like but was it was pr but yeah, they were also okay. trolling us because i see no reason why they would act like they were great kids and they would never they if you actually watch it they never really did anything so that's what god asked for me one to ten how racy would you say the video was Ironically, I don't think it was that racy. Yeah. I, so this is why I said it was genius on a marketing PR. If it was any other video girl, it probably wouldn't get this buzz. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. Whiskey could have gone and looked for one of these pretty girls that's in everyone's videos, done the exact same thing, and everybody would have been like, yeah, do you get what I'm regular, saying? Regular exactly, regular but he put Tiwa, which was very smart, and it was a good way for them. And I mean, Tiwa is up for an award, so it's also a good way for her to get people to, you know, don't forget to go and vote for me type thing. So putting Tiwa was there, Tiwa looked like fire, she looked hot, the outfits were crazy. Whiskey went from being a skinny runt to looking a bit buff. So I think you know it yeah, was but it was Tiwa did the same like Tiwa posted this on uh, Instagram. She was like she no get shame, broken marriage, single mother, old woman. If any of the above is a crime, then take me to court. If not, then eat this pepper stew in I'm seven and drink plenty water. Cause by his grace Because by his grace and his grace alone, I ain't stopping anytime soon. I so, like, I feel like so, so people she, need to she stop put, she feeding. She like, you know, like yeah, like everyone backlash. Should, yeah, because every, she was getting backlash. And mm-hmm. someone said, again, because now on my way to work, I listen to the radio because I feel like that's how I stay in the culture. Somebody on the radio said that Stewart is just stoking the flames. Like, Whiskey is not even like, so he put up the video, I did it, something with my best friend, but like, Tiwa will come up with this um caption that she's just stoking the flames because she knows the more okay so Tiwa put up that statement now of course she knew people would still talk about it so I mean like Tiwa is a smart girl she's going to do what it takes to stay in the limelight for as long as possible especially with this video is she, is she arguably the biggest Nigerian um, pop um, star probably female, female yeah, yeah probably who's, who's bigger than her who, who's the closest rival no one no. i feel like yemi alade sells out a lot of shows but i'm not exactly a fan of her anyways yeah. so you know tiwa cuts across every like jigger yeah, i'm saying i'm trying to think of somebody yeah, what about what about nyola 
Mm. Maradona lady. I feel like she has what it takes, but she just needs it. She needs to get whoever is helping Tiwa do her PR. Tiwa and Whiskey's PR or whatever. But yeah, like I said. What about the Askamaya lady? Tenyola, I feel like she'll make it. Let's see. Although people need to stop trolling her too, because I saw a tweet where somebody said, ah, okay, I'll be honest. When I first heard Askamaya before watching the video, I thought it was a guy who sang it. And then I watched the video and I was still trying to figure out if Tenny was a female or a male because she dressed very androgynous. I mean, how do they call it, right? That's a good word. And then she, I figured, I know, I know English sometimes too, not when you're coming here to speak grammar for us. Um, and then I figured out she was a girl and I'm like, oh, that's very good. She's actually very talented, you know. And I saw on Twitter where someone was literally trolling her for the way that she looks and everything. And people need to stop that first of all. But I think Tenny will make it, especially when people concentrate on how good her music is not that she's not as sexy as her sister because i don't know if you know but niniola is her sister oh niniola is tennis sister who's niniola she's an artist too okay what's that hit um i'll get back to you in like two minutes okay but yeah they are sisters so there is you would never know what, this what happened is it to niniola maybe i'm mixing up what happened to chidima she, she she was good back in the day she's on my instagram traveling from place to place yeah, but then anyway, apparently, like we said, I think Tua Savage has that top spot and it, it looks like number two is a far, 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 far distance from um, anybody else. Yeah, so, you know, Tua, do your thing, man. Yeah, okay, so I saw this interesting question. Well, I didn't see it. You sent it to me um, where I think it was on Lidai KG where they asked the question, would you, would you rather have 20 million Naira or a visa to relocate? Why are you asking me who Niniola is? Sorry. She's the one that sang Maradona. Okay, that Maradona. Yes. Okay. I thought it, it just Nio- clicked. I thought it was Niniola. No, it's Niniola. Niniola. Okay. Yeah, she's the one that sang Maradona. Okay, all right. Like, it just clicked because I'm like, why? That was why I was confused for a minute. Like. Okay, I don't, I don't, I yeah, she's the one that sang Maradona. So, okay, two of them are sisters. Uh, I didn't see the resemblance. Yeah. That's the thing. Nobody saw the resemblance till, like, I can't remember when her, when Askamaya came out, right? It started trickling out, and then you, you could actually find pictures of them together and everything. I mean, but they're in different, how do they pronounce it? Genres. Genres. <laughs> yeah, of music. So, obviously. I guess she's doing Nigeria yeah, dance music, right? Exactly. Or EDM, or what is it? Yeah, exactly. Okay, anyway, back to my question. Would you rather have 20 million naira or visa to relocate permanently to the UK? I feel like I want that 20 million naira. What? because so if i move to the uk i know that see the only good thing about moving to the uk would be if you had a great job that can take care of your bills and everything i mean there's this funny joke my dad used to make when i was in uni he'd be like look at how nice your room is all set up now by the time you take a picture send it to somebody in nigeria act as if you know you're making money you're boiling and everything those people will be like ah lola and ld has made it to this 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 and then he's like loki maybe you're sweeping the streets or you're washing toilets like i'm not saying this is this applies to every nigerian in the uk but it's really difficult to actually get a job that you feel you deserve like sometimes there's a term my mom calls it she calls it fagburu i I don't know what the literal english translation is but it it literally means going abroad suffering but feeling that you're better than everyone just because you live abroad so i would only take that visa if i was guaranteed that i would have the same type not 
the exact same type of job but i mean the same level of job do you get what i'm saying that i have now and i will be able to take care of myself however if you're just giving me a visa and then you're just throwing me there it's really difficult to get a job guys very difficult i remember trying to get a job when i was in the uk and i didn't want to do the regular get a shop job like everyone was doing you'd have to get a national insurance number and to get a national insurance number you have to prove to them that you've actually been looking for a job because why do you want an ni number if you're if you don't it's just too much drama my baby cousin called me the other day she just finished law school and she's trying to get like some sort of job as a paralegal or whatever and she's like the amount of rejections that she has gotten and she i mean she's a uk citizen she's not a uk citizen no yeah, yeah. she's schooled there like i mean you know when you just finish is it school? So, the, 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 so is it different for uk citizens because because i guess the premise and the question will be if you if i was guaranteed a good job no 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 guarantee so the, the 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 equivalent is you have 20 million out here your your get is visa permanent relocation to the uk which means you are you're granted all the rights of a uk citizen it still doesn't but still getting a job would be hard like it's just like here in nigeria to getting a job is hard here you know um sometimes you might even get a job and you might not be getting paid as well my uncle that we stayed with in the uk my dad makes a funny joke and says that since he has known him he has never gotten himself right and he's lived in the uk for a long time he had his children there but he still needs help from time to time remember my pastor even made a joke the other time about how have you guys never gotten a call from a relative abroad that ah, uncle if you have money to send them because no my pastor is like he will look at himself and be like eh so i mean the position to set money to somebody abroad yes things are hard like everywhere obviously things are just better there because like you're guaranteed that you can see what your taxes are doing do you get what i'm saying yeah, would you, you get free health care too if you're in the uk um yeah you get yeah the nhs covers you for most illnesses and everything so that's what i'm saying that you can actually see the taxes working that's the only difference but i want to ask you a question if you get free healthcare and you don't have body, and they say these are the drugs that you have to take. The free healthcare <laughs> doesn't include drugs. No, so like the NHS would you get like I don't know how to explain it because I know sometimes when I went to the GP, GP is a general practitioner, they would now say, Okay, you should go to the pharmacy and buy this or do you get what I'm saying? So there might be some drugs covered, but I don't think this is the thing that people just think is Osho free everything no there are still things that you'd have to buy there's still drugs that you'd have to buy do you get what i'm saying so and the thing is as opposed to here and this, and this is why i know that it's not free when you go to the pharmacy you have to go with your prescription do you get what i'm saying and then buy what you need okay so except it was just the certain drug that okay, i so, needed okay, so let's look at the other way around what do you do with 20 million how long will that last year then you start looking for how to invest though Maybe you can do MMM. <laughs> <laughs> so, because how long is your 20 million? How long does it I feel like the 20 million last? is just meant to be a starting point. You hear stories about people who had money and just turned it around and became bigger. And I'm hoping that by the time I get 20 million, I prayed and fasted for God to show me the way sign I want to do it. On a very serious note, too. I mean, I'm making a very convincing case that <laughs> no, on you're a very, doing better off no, on a very serious note, I, I, would, I would actually look for how to invest money. Because here's the good thing I would not be thinking 
my monthly salary into investments which is why it works for me do you get what i'm saying you have this 20 million you sit down you think about what you can do with it generally with investments i'm a low risk um, person but it might not be the time for me to be somebody will argue risk. somebody will argue that if you don't know now even if, if the money comes no, no, you, won't, you, won't, you won't know then. now i would actually have to look at my investment options because sometimes the guy who does my portfolio for me he'd be like oh so don't you want to try this and he's, he'll be like oh you yeah mm, you, you have a guy that does portfolio my shares now you think i just buy shares myself i have somebody who actually tells me what shares mm. to buy and stuff. whatever anyway so and then he's, i would, he's not carrying us along i would actually sit down and then look at like high network investments that i could go into you know look for which business would be worth it i mean i know how it sounds 20 million in nigeria could finish like that if you're not careful but i feel like it'd be better for me especially because i have a job anyway and for most of the replies i saw answers it was really a um i'll say just empirically i'll say it was like a 60 40 feel with you know 60 percent of people saying they relocate permanently to the uk 40 percent saying give me the 20. i weren't you surprised wouldn't you have expected that it should be 90 10 or 95 5. no because a lot of people 20 million looks like a big money to it's them. not even because it, for me it wasn't that it was a big money it's just that i know how life can be in the uk when you don't have money like my auntie will make a joke she'll be like in nigeria now if you don't have money nobody has to know you'll be soaking guy in your house but that the good thing is by the time you go to one auntie's house or you say you're going to your cousins i say i just came to greet you you eat food, you eat food <laughs> and you go back home but in the uk where everybody's cutting their pounds how much you can actually go and be like ah i just came to visit you and all of right. you will look at but yourself if the uk is the sixth uh, largest economy right and you can't make it there how where the opportunity should be better honestly how should it be better for you over here i have do you know i i i, I don't even know how to explain how people feel my brothers are not here but you know what's funny i would never get money you know how you go and visit your uncle and they'll say take this use it to take transport home right it never happened to me in the uk you know what was funny it would be uncles who came from nigeria or aunties who came from nigeria that we went to visit who would easily bring out like money from their pocket and be like, take? Is that broker? That was a culture thing. That's what. But Nigerian uncles who lived in the UK would never do that. <laughs> yeah, I need their money now. That's what I'm saying. But um, so so this is the thing, right? If you have a good job in the UK, honestly, you'd be fine. Honestly. I know people who will buy a ticket from the UK to Nigeria for three days just to attend a friend's wedding. Like, earning in Naira is actually a problem. If you have a good emphasis on good job, my emphasis on good, nobody should say that. I just said if you have a job. If you have a good yeah, job in the UK, you'll be all right. But in your own analysis, because you're just saying that you don't trust your ability to get that good job when you get there. Not because I don't feel like my CV is good. No, because that's it's just because that's the value, value proposition you are looking at. Yes. Because somebody says that you know what we are giving you access to the UK. That is that is on one hand, and we are evaluating it at twenty million in Nigeria. So I get what you're saying, but it still doesn't mean that I would get a good job. That's my issue. That's my Maybe it's because I've, I've seen people like so. There was this thing they used to do in the UK before Nigerians abused it. I know it's because of Nigerians they cancelled it. Nobody can tell me any different. So in the UK, every time you finished your masters, you could now apply for a some. I can't remember what the visa is called. 
like a one year working permit type it was thing. even two years safe. two years working permit so nigerians thing. will get it they will not look for job bro. it was just to remain in the uk do you get what i'm saying but there were people who would look for jobs and maybe it would just be at the tail end that they would find something do you get what i'm saying and what they would find might not necessarily be what they wanted but it would be enough for them to at least stay and just say okay i'll keep looking for something else so for me honestly my fear is just not getting a job that is good enough that will help me keep up with my lifestyle mm-hmm. what can you see your, your gucci prada whatever uh, um, louis vuitton lifestyle i don't have a gucci prada louis vuitton lifestyle mm-hmm. stop looking at my bag but uh, what, what bag is that one guess yes guess guess the brand that's what it is mm-hmm. i mean if it was you what would you do what would i do yeah I don't know. I don't know anything about the UK. So that's why okay, I Okay, if it was why, America, if it was America, you. would you move? Will I move? Yeah. Yes, I will move. Why? So I can have, I can have light. <laughs> Part of it is that. <laughs> May I have light, yeah. I know. So really, you guys are enjoying yourselves. You're here in like two straight weeks, no light. I have light. Yeah. I, I mean, just as I said, I find it so frustrating when they take lights, even if it's for like 10 minutes. It's Imagine. Bad. <laughs> I'm like, what in God's name is really not this? But yeah. yeah. Okay, anyway, uh, let me talk about uh, Kaduna. Now, I know you had a, you had a trip, a planned trip, right? For uh, a for ab- next week. For next week, Abuja to... No, Kano. I was going to take the train from, from Lagos to Kano. Lagos to Kano. Yes. It went straight. I thought it was from, it went straight. It's from Lagos to Kano, but it mm. takes 72 hours. I was going to buy the sleeper coach where okay. I can sleep but, and but, not suffer. So this is different from the one that um, Rotimi Amichi was talking about that the cows are slowing it them down. It still goes around the same situation. He's talking about why the trains cannot be faster. Mm. I was having an argument with someone. I'm like, I don't see why Lagos to Kano should be 72 hours. When I could go from London to Scotland in two hours. Is it the same distance? London and I'm not, Scotland is like I don't know how to explain it, but let's imagine it's about the same distance. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. It would take me two hours, two mm. and a half. Okay, I just I don't know the no I know I don't know, I don't know how to put it I don't know how to put it in. Okay, let me put it this way: the same way people can fly from Lagos to Kano, the same way people can fly from London to Scotland. Okay, so you it, get what I'm saying? Yeah, if it's the same distance, then yeah, yeah. and it takes one hour, one hour. Yeah. So that means by real, it should be about the same. Time. yeah exactly and i'm like i see no reason why even going from abuja to kaduna because i've taken the train from abuja to kaduna before mm. i didn't understand why it had to take that long was it, you on the train now so was it really slow it was slow i don't understand why you, you know you have all these categories why can't they keep them off the track exactly like you i have don't to, understand like you, say you have to be slow that makes yes, no sense to me. because like even in the and i hate to keep saying this because now i'm starting to sound like an uppity human being even in the uk you would pass through like farmlands and things like that. cows were not crossing the rail that's why you have to um that's why you, that's why exactly why you're there to keep your I don't understand why your cattle would be crossing. Like that was a very stupid statement. I have a problem with Nigerian politicians before I even go into my canoe trip. Do you not think about what you're about to say before you I mean somebody did somebody not see Rotimi's speech? Somebody out there thought that it was a good idea for me to say that 
the reason why the trains cannot be faster is because of cows. And that sounded sensible to the person. Yeah, and you, you already know the situation of the country with the um, fallen headsmen, and you know does that was going to be a trigger word. Exactly. So, somebody that has a publicist and smart say, you know what, why, let's just exclude the whole cow yes. discussion from this. Did you have to bring it some, up? come up with some other Thank reason you. why this why, why shows slow. again that the country is being held hostage by cattle Like, that is already not a fear that we already if have. It, if, if it's true, I don't know, maybe these things are not... It might not be true. That's why I'm saying that. Yeah. Also, I feel like sometimes they think we're all stupid. Just come up with one stupid excuse and they will listen. Like, did Rosie may not think that he was the butt of jokes when he made that stupid statement? Anyway, I was meant to take the train from Lagos to Kano, um, 72 hours. I know somebody that has done it before, but she went in economy. So my friend and I had decided I would buy the sleeper cabins. And the train would make stops in different places. I was really excited about it. I mean, I was dreading the journey. Was this different from what Esther did? It's the same thing. That's what I'm saying. Okay. It's the same thing that she did, except she took the economy that's why we know that economy was very stressful and everything um but obviously because she didn't plan ahead so she literally just woke up and went to the train station (coughs) so um i was really excited about this and i was meant i don't know there's something about northern nigeria that you guys were going going in two weeks time right next week next week yeah because today is the beginning of a new week oh that's true yeah so it was next week um but you know i had told my dad and my dad is like oh cool everything guys in my head i already picked up my outfit so i was gonna wear you know and everything i was really excited about this in fact i was so excited outfit that to sleep on it what what is what outfits is wh- to wear in kanu what is train attire okay i thought it was the train <laughs> guys i just like to say that this is how judgmental sources in life not allow somebody to talk before he assumes just asking a but question. let's continue all right so um i even had an event at work that the day after i'd be leaving and i was willing to blow it off because this was something i was very interested in then this morning um i get to church my pastor is actually from kaduna so you know obviously he takes things from the north very seriously and then he asked us if we had heard the news i mean i heard that there had been issues in kaduna to the extent where curfews had been placed apparently yesterday they lifted the curfew for like a longer was it called duration duration <clears throat> in between that duration the traditional ruler of a certain area he went to visit the site where killings had taken place and um on his way back to the palace he got kidnapped him his wife and his his orderlies were shot on the spot and everything so later they released his wife and then they asked for a ransom of 10 million to release the guy so people rallied around in the village you know they got the money everything they sent the money to him to the kidnapper sorry not to him next thing this morning they find the body of the traditional ruler on the abuja kaduna expressway so they had dumped his body there and his body was headless oh wow and you know so obviously people who maybe used to go to our church and now live in kaduna or whatever had called my pastor to ask him to pray for them things like that uh, you know one of them was like as he's talking he's at the air force base people are literally running to um the barracks things like that because obviously when things like this happen people start to get agitated you know but this started as a religious killing yes yes and then all of a sudden and that's what because immediately my pastor started talking about it i started googling everything because i wanted to know what was going on and somebody said that let's not be deceived this is not even a religious or ethnic thing anymore it's literally 
criminals or whatever trying to take advantage of the situation honestly my pastor is like somebody somewhere is sponsoring these people you know and everything trying to cause chaos trying to start chaos um so yeah obviously there are agitations because the guy was a traditional ruler so obviously the people of his his constituency they're obviously going to be upset do you get what i'm saying they're going to want to do something and the people on the other and you know what's funny they're going to want to do something but you don't even know who the kidnappers are faceless enemy exactly so you're going to assume wrongly that it is these people who live in whatever area and this is how wars start there's a faceless enemy somewhere you want to get justice for what is going on you start killing everybody and then you completely forget who is who you are even after in the first place so obviously the curfew is back people are scared people are running to pretty much any form of um what do you call it security but that soldier navy whatever people are literally running to wherever it is that they yeah, stay at least from the stories i've heard the only place that is safe during this time uh when this kind of religious killings happen even though this or propaganda this, or whatever this, this, yeah it's, it's the um, army barracks i actually have somebody i'm trying to get on the podcast who actually experienced this and was lucky to escape um escape that and i'm just hoping, still talking to the person hoping you'll come and share his story on the podcast so, so apparently the 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 barracks is really the only safe yeah, place because they obviously will not they will, like you must be kill. crazy to yeah. want to go to the barracks anyway so um my dad is i found out a couple of months ago actually that my dad gets worried about my jumps around the country for good reason i guess but he's never actually he's not one to say i don't think you should go here or i don't think you should go there do you get what i'm saying he gets upset when i get on a flight and i land and i don't tell him like he'd literally call me and be like so you don't know how to use any f- the phone anymore and tell me you've because obviously nigeria is a very dangerous place i mean just this week a couple of coppers got kidnapped on their way to camp in Imo. so my dad usually just doesn't my auntie my auntie told me sometimes this year she's like oh you know your dad gets really worried about all this your travels and things like that so my dad calls me today and he goes have you seen the news i tell him yes like you know what happened in kaduna and everything and he's like great so you should put off this trip first of all guys this is in i'm going to kano this happened in kaduna but my dad is like yeah i don't think you should go you should probably go next year after the elections you know um kano can get very volatile if religious wars start and anybody who knows me knows that i can be very oh nothing is gonna happen it's kind of besides we're taking the train and whatever but i just figured if my dad could actually call to tell me not to go then he must be super duper worried i'm talking about someone who grew up in the north heck even as recently as God knows when my dad would still go to Kaduna, you know. So I just figured if my dad called and said he doesn't think this trip should happen, then this trip should probably not happen. So yeah, prayers to all the people in Canada, man. Uh, uh, you know, I know what all of this is—the religion, politics. Um, people are just trying to get through life, and you know, we don't need extra kind of killings and war and strife to make life <coughs> really harder than it already is what i don't even understand is because i was telling sus i'm like they had probably killed the guy before they even got the money because i didn't understand why you'd kill somebody after getting ransom 
But then as I continued reading, apparently they killed the guy in front of the person who brought the ransom. Yeah, so and it was just like it was so random because if we're to believe what the guy said it was one person who just shot him like one person among the kidnappers right mm. and everybody's like what the hell just happened type of situation like you know when like you're like a movie yeah, when yeah. you have that one crazy exactly, rogue uh, exactly, killer and exactly. everybody's like what the heck yeah, why did you do that for exactly and then literally everybody just stayed running because nobody like <laughs> the guy carrying the ransom dropped the money and just ran like you see everybody scattered because nobody knew what was going on so obviously these crazy people obviously just said let's go and dump his body on the outskirts of town do you get what i'm saying that kind of thing um i'm even surprised that they're not looking for the guy who was carrying the ransom right now because the guy clearly knows what they look like but like we said that's if we are to believe his yeah story. we don't know the details we don't know who he's talking with yeah. hopefully the police do their work wanted by nigerian police and stuff when they want to work they will work they will work when they really want to find somebody because they, they're usually they know they have that spies yeah. and everything just i mean i think i've said it before here about my uncle getting kidnapped and they found him even though he was somewhere, I don't know, he was very far away from wherever. But they found them. They found every single one of them. And mm. they released my uncle. So, yeah. Yeah. So, there's this other story. So, you know, we have a new, you know, the new finance uh, minister after Kemi um, left, right? Mm-hmm. After the scandal. And Please, can I say something? And honestly, guys, I'm sorry. So, this is probably going to be mad because this wasn't part of the rundown. Say it now. But, um, so, after this Kemi thing happened, a couple of people in government i don't know if that's how to put it like ministers and others it came out that they also had the same issue with kemi they either did not have nyc certificate or they were exempted and the exemption and guys guess guess what they are all still there none of them budged in fact one of them is apparently suing nyc <laughs> that was the hilarious that was the hilarious one he didn't even this minister in particular did not do nyc at all he's suing nyc because he says nyc never gave him call-up letter even after he asked and that he thinks that his one year of i think he was in the army or he went to army school or whatever mm-hmm. should be counted as his since nyc is service to your fatherland that he has served his land and that it should be counted yeah well if you're in the army i, I feel you probably have served yes you are serving the country but i think so, we discussed it when we discussed the matter that we feel that it was obviously there was a targeted um there was targets on her back apparently back she did something a, to nmpc oh uh, yeah we heard of that there was also rumors that maybe she was thinking about contesting for governorship in one state so there were things there where Pony that it was a uh, targeted stuff and obviously based on this everybody else are saying but you what about you do you but since you know we know at least we we believe or we think or the suspicion that it was a hit job on her everybody else gets to slide on it so. yeah so i'm just adding more to the fact about how nigeria you can literally get away with anything if you decide to play with the powers that be well, and you can also get yourself in jail also See if you don't play fire, by their games that um does got 50 million bills he couldn't get it and he had to spend the night in jail or, i know, find it ironic that he could not get it but so well yeah, well, if you're lying, you don't have that much money. You can just start bringing money from this guy, right? True, true, true. So anyway, I, I've, I've haven't followed up on the story. I just, you know, I just read the headline. So let me not be a clickbait artist. But anyway, so like I said, this new um, finance minister, which she has denied already, where she was talking about having to talk to women to limit um, the amount of children that she's consulting with religious leaders and elders and traditional leaders 
to see how we can um, control the amount of children women have because you know obviously our population growth is way exponentially greater than our economic growth and that just spells for um, disaster and trouble she actually denied saying that that she didn't say anything like that but what do you feel about that because i think i've been on this um i've been on this on this um uh, what's the word i'm looking for i've been on this train for a long Your time. Your own reasons are debatable, but we won't say it on the podcast because we don't want to go into that. Maybe we'll do another topic on why those things that people should not even have kids at all. <clears throat> anyway, so I remember when, before she came out and denied this, I remember when this came out and I told my Oga madam, and she's like, she's not serious that if we have a problem with the economy, it is the government's job to find a way to improve the economy not tell people that they should have the amount of kids that they want in the sense that even if they limit everybody to having one or two kids if the economy still if they don't find things to do to make sure the economy um what's it called improves exactly it's still a wasted effort so like secondly there are only specific people who still believe in having a multitude of children most people are at are, are, worst case scenario have four children at this point in time so she's like she doesn't really understand where she's coming from and that thirdly not to sound like a cunt is how i will put it she's like these issues are also only predominantly in some areas in nigeria and everything so and i have to agree with her if you stop everyone from having three kids four kids if nothing is done about the economy then what's the point like what have you achieved well i think this this is it we know we have a problem the population is exploding and the economy is not growing fast enough is is it's undeniable right that we can now the first issue i had now i have to retract just because she said she didn't say it when you said she was talking to women it's not only women women don't bring the babies by themselves is a man and a woman so the whole point is she's talking with the women or talk to the men also they have to be part of this and we've seen this thing work when china instituted the one child policy and that's also because they have china didn't institute the one child policy because of economy they just thought that there were too many people don't get it wrong that's the point now that because there are too many people what, what does too many people mean too many people mean th- there's more pressure on their economy why do you think even physically why do you think chinese people are everywhere in the world because normally they need the space to grow china alone that landmass cannot hold all of them so they're moving everywhere else in the world so the so the point is the point is that there are too many people and we need less people and for there to be less people we need to slow this exponential growth that everybody's having four kids five kids six kids um, and this is not even relegated to you say one side i look all around me is is the rich is the poor is the yoruba is the Igbo, is the house is everybody having so many children four is too much you know, and even worse, people that can't afford it are having more kids and saying that, ah, they are doing roulette, at least one of them go make them. And what happens to the ones that don't make it? So to me, I think it's something that they should focus on, even though now they are trying to um, um, dissociate themselves with it. But the government really should really think about it. We really need to get this thing under control, because if not, even the government themselves, those rich guns there, that the difference and the population between the have and have nots is going to swell so much that one day, there's going to be a bunch of people in front of the house and saying, what the hell? It's true. That's what's happening. What the heck is happening? 
There are only a few of you, and there's so many of us. It's just not going to work. It's just not going to work. We, we have to really think about it and maybe really come up with a policy, something that's stringent, like the. I know, you know, funny enough, come to think about this. So I know someone who highly educated person, highly educated, really smart person, and they were saying that um, this hadn't come up then. And they were saying that, you know, because he just had his, like, fifth or sixth kid. I'm like, what the hell is going on? He was like, look, oh, that us here, we like to use to do education to disturb ourselves. That over there, they're having children, and they're populating and infiltrating and taking over everything. That before you know it, everywhere will be Muslim. Actually. And, 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 <coughs> and, and, and they will squash us. So us, we're not doing our job. We need to populate and make sure we're... <coughs> so I'm like, man, that is such actually, short-sighted type Actually, thinking. actually. I know someone who has said that before. She doesn't have any kids, but she she was mentioning. And by the way, she grew Dan, up in the Dan, north. Dangerous she propaganda. Was, she was, dangerous yeah, propaganda. I'm just saying that she she grew up in the north, and she's like the same way we are saying that. Oh, people are just having. She's like they have a lot of children. It's easier for them to spread the the mandates that they are preaching, things like that. I know. What, I just remembered now that I remember my pastor made this joke today about how young people are the future of the church, that even if we're not going out to go and preach and do evangelism, which is a tenet of Christianity, that we are doing natural evangelism, that Brother Kiniko will get married. By the time he has two or three children, that's already um, two or three people in the Christian fold. So there might be something to it. That's all I'm saying. I don't know. I mean, I think we all need to come together. We all need to realize that at the rate we're going, we're going to be in massive trouble. We are already the country with the most amount of people in extreme poverty in the world. And if we keep on increasing that number, we cannot dig ourselves out of it. You're right in the sense that, you know what, even if we just reduce the number that we do not talk about the economy, it's still a failing situation. It will just be a country with little population but we are still poor yeah but still but uh, yeah but still we already know that even if you do the one child we're still going to be growing astronomical we're still going to grow at a big rate a long rate so the idea is that yes we need to work on the economy but we, we can't ignore this population explosion that we're having so we just has a problem with children that. guys that's all i don't have a problem with children mm-hmm. children are beautiful but <laughs> when they know his children I, I don't i don't see why in this day and age with even just like t- my earlier experience with all those kids that were living under the bridge can't go to school with all those kids out there i know this thing that of uh, people having four five three ugh. anyway let me not get on my something but i have said it before on this mm. podcast and i will say it again people who grew up in one child household feel like they were lonely and they were bored so it is their and duty are, to are you are you a one child person mm-hmm. i'm not talking about myself i said so who do you know i'm trying to do you know so it is their duty first of all did you really there was that humans of ny that i pointed you to so it is their duty to make sure that they are you guys actually don't understand that nigeria has its way of thinking and despite how educated i, I heard someone today who went to school has masters has phd asked my friend who has twins by the way when he's going to have another child my friend was like, uh-uh, he already has twins, he's still struggling. And you know what this person said, highly educated person? Uh-uh. But Taiwan and Ken, they are going to need somebody to send around because they cannot send themselves because they will tell each other that we are age mates. How can we be sending each other? But if there's an abuo, you say, come here, go and wash the plates. You guys actually have no idea that it is a way of thinking. Mm-hmm. There's some people literally take the Bible verse very seriously that says, Children are like quivers in the arm of the what's it called? 
when you have children, they will stand up for you and fight your battles. Let me register it. Let me register it. Give me your thought. Um, Senator Ibekunle Amosun on Ibikunle Amosun on Wednesday visited 67-year-old Mrs. Ajibola Olutaiwo, wife of 72-year-old Professor Olu Oluwala Tuloju, who's gave birth to a baby boy after over 39 years of marriage mrs obutusu has become the oldest nigerian woman to give birth through ivf she's the oldest african in recorded history to give birth to a baby and the second oldest mom in the world then the show photos what do you think of this i'm happy for her now you're happy for her isn't this ridiculous isn't this like hella selfish you are 67 your husband professor because you said educator professor you having a kid have they had children before year old. have they had children before so sir you you are about to kick the bucket <laughs> after you, 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 you 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 are 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 in extra you are in extra time <laughs> They don't want I, to die I, without I, having I, children. I pray to God that you know she what has. I say about I pray, I, I pray you know to God she has arrangements uh, for 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 who don't take care of this. You know what? You don't. You don't want to say about souls. Souls likes to drink gari. A bit. No, that's not the thing. He likes to drink panadol for other people's headaches. You can be telling souls about something that somebody is doing. From nowhere, souls will just say ah for something that I'm going to do just for one day. And I'm like, is it your business? If they can afford to do it, then mind your business. Like, how is it tricky you? Leave them that's, alone. That's, be, that's why we have laws and stuff. You are 67. Your husband there is 69. No, thank God there is no law that says that you cannot have a child at 67. Who's going to take care of this kid? They will, they will do what they have to what do. do, do? Have to, yeah, I see you are in extra time. So the, the, it's the, not the, your the, child. They are, they are already playing the harp. You know what? You would think of, you would think that with the way on the deck of the, you, deck you, of the, you know, of the but isn't that also playing to? You see what Sos is doing? Isn't that also playing to when women say I have to get married at a certain age so that I can have my kids early? Sos that will say there's no something something who will give it. Now you're talking about a sixty-seven year old woman who has had a child. If you how do you how do you know that she has not been trying to have a child? We have to be pragmatic about this Please. thing. And and Leave if and, and to be honest, and to be honest, like on a serious note. If we don't think about this seriously and plan ahead, that's why our country doesn't get better. And like that's I why, said, that's, that's leave why we them. That's why we don't move forward because we have to be critical and we have to think. You know, do you know this? Um, what what is the what's your native language? I don't know. No, seriously, what's your native language? I, I really don't know. You don't know your it's native Yaba. language. I don't know how to speak it, and uh, you cannot even tell me anything because you don't know how to speak your language. But I understand you. Do you understand your native no, language? No, I don't. But I understand your. You understand your. Okay. What is the what is the um for future in Yoruba. I don't know. That won't pass my power. You don't know what future means? Because I, I've never had to use the statement future. Okay. So, let me tell you something. There is no word in any African di dialect for the word future. Maybe there's something like tomorrow, day after tomorrow, but there's no word in the African languages. They don't have that word called future. And when some, I, I just discovered that somebody just told that to me this week. And it really got me thinking. I'm like, because language is really in intricate to a person and to a culture because language is how you think right and like if you really if you talk to a yoruba person ask them what they dream in they dream in yoruba don't dream in english so it's really how you think is what is in your brain how old is that you that you how old is something something so how old do you think he was when he had that boy that melania is carrying up and down 
Trump is rich. Trump is rich. His mother, his mother is young. Oh God, please. His mother is young. So when he died, the boy is set up. He's not going. He's not going to be making for anyone. This has this just killed your whole conversation about how people are treating the children behind me. Let me finish my train. That's all I wanted to say. That's all you can continue what you're saying. Let me finish my train of thoughts. So. Like I said, in in African di- dialect, if anybody out there knows I'm wrong or anything that counters it, please let me know. That has the word future in it. And I said, if language really speaks to the thinking and the collective of a people, and in your language you don't have a word for future, it's it's it's, it's alarming, which maybe can point to why we are where we are because if we don't have a word for the future, it means that we never thought of the future. And maybe that is why Africans, Nigerians so, are short-sighted. You don't talk about the future, but this is a podcast for another day because Sos is hella good at you're talking about something. Sos will just shove it to the side as if uh, when a time comes or so. so nigga, please. Okay, not so, today. So maybe that means something. So, not today. I'm just saying. Sos is very good. I come here at spitting. Oh, Uncle Sos is telling you this. Let me spit some knowledge to the youngins out here. Cha-cha-cha-cha-cha. But meanwhile, complete opposite. But that's okay. It's easy to give advice, but actually, like, taking your advice sometimes is hella hard. Yeah. However, like, continue. Like I, like I was saying, if you're really thinking critically of what I'm saying, and, like, be serious for a second about it. But I'm being serious. How many I, times do you talk about the future without I, I, shoving I, I, it away? And I'm saying that maybe, I'm saying that it could be an African condition. Oh, now it's an African condition. It's, you, it's like you're not listening. I am listening. You're not taking the gravity of what no, I'm saying. No, I am. Before, I'm it would be just... the African language, mm-hmm. from everything that I know and what I was told and the research I've done, I will asking you for your language. There's no word for future. Let's think about let's see. There's no word for future, meaning that if in, in all our African diet there's no word for future, it means that we never thought beyond the next day, which could be why we are so why where we are. Why is the next day the future? Not really, because the, because in the English language they had tomorrow and they had future. In Latin they had tomorrow, they had future. Us we couldn't see beyond. And maybe because uh, what what, what this brought up discussion between us, we we're talking about corruption, and I'm like, corruption is anyway, everywhere. Anyway, so apparently, future in Yoruba is ojo iwaju, which what, what, is, iwaju what? means in front. So the day in front. That's that's my point. The day in front. It we're doesn't mean not, tomorrow. Still, no, because tomorrow is ola in Yoruba. So it's still, it's still no, because because this one where we talk to a conk Yoruba person about this one, we talk to a conk mm. Igbo person about mm-hmm. it, and ev- and everything was so all so short term. He talked to them, he really didn't. But let's continue. But I did. Mm, don't don't don't, dis- don't 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 discredit, don't discredit my something. But anyway, it's, I, I, I'm I'm probably going to get somebody else to discuss this with, like you know, really intellectually because you know. She doesn't want to hear. So she doesn't want me to start with him. That's no, why. Don't want to hear. But luckily, I'm not in the mood to <laughs> open his dirty laundry on the podcast. So that's fine. But this is something I'm I'm, I'm trying to get, get some people. And he's about to say this is something he's passionate we're about. We're going to talk about because to me, when I heard it, it was really interesting and really and really eye-opening. Anyway, so we're going to head into this amazing article that my brother sent me about how dating in this century is not like dating in our parents time because when your parents tell you why haven't you married why haven't you married there's always a myriad of reasons why you haven't married but i want to ask a question is there anything wrong with if you're going on a date with a guy you taking somebody along i mean 
somebody you haven't met what if this person is crazy and you just need backup i'm just saying and that's just me playing devil's advocate what is wrong with that sus you're asking me yeah, I'm, I'm talking to myself. I don't, I don't talk know. To myself. You, you, you act like it was a rhetorical question. I'm asking a serious uh, question. If 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 you are, if you are going out with somebody, you want to bring a friend. You let the person know you are bringing a friend. Then they can make the decision whether they are coming or not, or whether that's fine with them. But if the person is under depression, they are going. They are going on the one-on-one date, and before they know it, there are five other people on it on the date with them. Then that's unfair. If you're telling them, oh, okay, before I'm coming, look, I'm not comfortable and I'd like to bring a friend. And the person says, fine, cool. That's no problem with that. But if the person has the impression that it's a one-on-one date and before they know it, he's having a date with three other people who you expect for them to f- um, foot the bill, then that's an issue. But let's not jump the gun. Discuss your article. That was pretty much... Aren't you read the article now? I actually don't have it right now. It's a long article to read. Kind of anyway, the summary about it is how... Is the day day um year-long statement about how women will be bringing friends you know on dates and then the guy will leave them or just pay his own bill and then some women complaining about men being stingy some even said how their parents would tell them that their dad was the one who paid for their education and also sponsored their their siblings education so you know now females are complaining about how guys are like what they used to be back in their parents generation and guys are also complaining about how all women care about is money, 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 money. Always looking for somebody to sponsor their lifestyle. That's pretty much the summary of what I got from the article. I know the article was called um, the, the Dating Game Has Changed or whatever. And it was written on the punch. To be honest, I didn't see anything new and what has changed the game. All the stories is, the guy said is the same stories when I was growing up. Um, what was it? Um, a, a girl going out for... Uh, dinner and he comes and his five friends are expected to pay university girls have been doing this since the 90s even 80s so i don't know how the game changed there um you know women expecting um men to take care of them do their hair monthly allowance that has been happening since the 80s so i'm not exactly sure how the game has changed and to be honest the bottom line of this stuff is that this condition is poverty there's some of all these things that we complain about if we had the money it won't mean a thing. If five people in debt, I can pay for it. It's small change. I pay for it. I have little change in my pocket and I plan for one person. You bring three people. Obviously, I'm heated. I, I might never be able to put four in my car after this something. So to me, a lot of it is really poverty. A lot of it is. And it's poverty both ways too. If the chick has money of her own and to spend, it's going to mean nothing to her. If the guy has enough money, it's going to mean nothing to her. So my form of, some, of, some of all these issues that we go back and forth and we disturb ourselves with is just the condition. It's just lack of funds. It's really that simple. It's really that simple. And like I said, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a courtesy type of stuff. If I believe I'm going on a one-on-one date with you, you know, it's unfair to just all of a sudden I'm seeing three, four people. If you're coming with three, four people, let me know let me have my funds if i accept it cool if at that point in time i back out then no you don't feel slighted i don't feel slighted and we both go our our amicable uh, ways and the truth is that i say guys don't spend there's some still guys i know how they're balling and spending and there's some guys you know as a pocket rich and so you they spend you know so it's, uh, it's, it's it's you know i don't see i don't see the problem you know, as a guy too, this kind of arrangements, if you know the kind of babe you go on something, you cut your coat according to your size. 
you see somebody with um, they're using a Mac, they're using um, Brazilian and Mongolian, all that kind of stuff. You see Louis Vuitton and there's something, but all you have is meat pie and Martina money. You could come and leave the girl alone than to be complaining that you know she wants all these other things from you. You can find the girl that will be happy to chill with you with your coke and that uh, and eat your rice at Mama Buka. So everybody finds his level, as simple as that. Any any additions? No. You, you totally agree with me, right? Sure. All right, so let's do a Jero pick of the week. Let me do something along the same lines of essentially what we've discussed. So uh, here we go. Blackberry Blackberry Generation. Jero see my Jero see me see Biko hide my identity. Jejeli, I carry myself go silver cafe. Make a good chill. When one stupid good for nothing boy you wake up to my table with Nokia and Blackberries eaten. Okay, fine. Make him no be say like I did shun him. I give him attention and told him my precious name. And the next thing, he requested for my number. And I told him I'll give him if he can pay for my bills. Cranberry, Cranberry 3K, Shawama, 1-2. He said, where is that done? That we can see some other time and he can invite me out. I told him when we see next time, I'll give him my number, Abby. Guys, 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 cut your coat according to your size. So you pretty much just spoke about it. <clears throat> so you pretty much just spoke about it now, about how everybody should know their level, find your level. I mean, to be fair, there have been people who have married above their level. I mean, men who have married women that were way above their level, in quotes, and they're happy now, and they're living life, so honestly how how willing or how hard are you willing to hustle to if, if you really want to go above your level in quotes how hard are you willing to hustle to make sure that although to be fair if you're chasing a girl that's above your level she, who knows she might not really be into the material stuff so she might not mind she might not care like, i mean uh, i was watching a different world yesterday and um so Dwayne married Whitley. Whitley was obviously from a rich posh family and Dwayne had nothing. So they get married. Dwayne cannot afford to give her the kind of lifestyle that she wants. And he was starting to feel it, especially because he would see Whitley wear like the same top three times in a week. So he tried to get another job and he was so confident that he would get the job because he's like the smartest person he knows. But he he didn't get the job. He There was somebody else who was apparently better than him. So, you know, he came home. Whitley wanted to talk to him about it and he didn't want to talk about it but when they got down to the nitty-gritty apparently he was just upset that he couldn't give her the kind of lifestyle that she deserved he had had their repeating clothes she wasn't able to go on vacations like she used to when she was in her parents house and then you know Whitley goes well i don't really mind and then she goes i'm actually i mind but you know whatever i have you so i'm happy or whatever it is so honestly it depends and if you're also the kind of person that you you are dating then you'll be able to know if she will be willing to stick it out with you for the time being while you're trying to make a name for yourself or if she's just gonna have none of that but i think the more important thing is to actually know that you're not noble i mean it was kind of nice how Dwayne at least could come to the fact that he definitely wasn't able to afford like her lifestyle and that he was trying really hard to get as many jobs as possible just to be able to at least give her half of the stuff that she now that's just an example obviously a random example because i had just watched that so 
there are just different dynamics to it. I guess it's not a one shoe fits all situation. To clear up something, I'm not saying don't shoot your shot. Shoot your shot at the whatever. There's not there's nothing wrong with out kicking your coverage or you know, you know, going above your level. Shoot your shot. My point is that when you shoot your shot, do not come abuse the girl or complain that oh being materialistic and all that kind of stuff. Nope. You shoot your shot, she's not going your way. That's fine, leave it. Don't complain about, you know, oh, these girls are so materialistic. No, you shoot your shot, it didn't work. Because you're going to meet some of them, that's, that's them. They can afford the lifestyles for themselves. They don't need you to afford it for them. And you guys rock that way and it's fine. And she, you know, you know help you and to say, upgrade you, she upgrades you or whatever it is. Or she comes down to your level because all those things mean nothing at the end of the day. So shoot your shot. That doesn't, you know, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So shoot your shot that way. My point is that don't go belly aching and compl- complaining and abusing the person because um, they now, you know, push back and say, you know what, you're not up to me or whatever it is. That is fine. You leave them alone and you shoot your shot to the next person or you, whatever it is. So that's the point I'm making. And, you know, with this particular something, you know, the guys already feel all of this, you know. You come out, you turn him down, fine. You, you know, she goes his way. There's no need for the abuses. He shot his shot. He's not up to your level. You needed him to pay for your bill right there and then. He wasn't willing to. He says goodbye. You say goodbye. No harm, no foul. Finish. What it As they will say. Yeah. So, you know, everyone should just stop complaining and be ready to do what they do. That's all. You know, if you want that girl, get her. If she's too much for you, leave her. And that goes both ways. Yeah, it's not, not you know, it's not to be, it's, it doesn't have to be with that here, you know. So it's, you know, do what you do, and you know, you never know. Exactly. Yeah, before we go, I want to shout out, um, uh, Dr. Uh, sorry, do you, uh, can you help me with her name? Do you know her name? Dr. Stella. Dr. Stella, you know, like, it's really important in these times we are to kind of, you know, really salute our real heroes. So when people die for the country, then not saying that just, you know, you die for nothing. So we have to salute and remember our heroes. So I just want to salute Dr. Stella. She really was the line of defense against Ebola. And God knows what would have happened if she wasn't there and what state and how many people would have died if not for the selfless sacrifice she did. So we still have heroes living among us, you know. May your soul rest in peace. May you never be forgotten. Amen. Amen. All right, thanks. Uh, as usual, follow us on social media. Good Bad Gang on Instagram. Good Bad Gang on Facebook. Good Bad Gang on Twitter. Um, you know, have a great week out there. And tell a friend to tell a friend. Peace out. Spread good vibes. This one for the If you get a look good and you're never boring, then you know that you're really good vibe. She cook your good food and she always caring Then you know that a really good vibe If your man did a love you real good in a bed Then you know that a really good vibe And him I give you full satisfaction my girl Then you know that a really good vibe